Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. Uh, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, joined by Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. It's the 28th of August, 2014, our last show in uh, the fine month of August. Um, next month, of course, being September, everything gets real. We're getting closer to winter. And, uh, well, you know what? It's still beautiful. It's still summertime. Dave, how you doing today, my friend? I am doing okay. How are you, Jimbot? Scared. Winter's coming. <laughs> um, when you live in when you live in Western Canada, you don't think about these things. When it's like, you live oh, in no, Eastern Canada, <laughs> sorry, yeah. It's oh no, rain. it might rain. When you live in Eastern Canada, or at least east of the Rockies, so that includes like Alberta and Saskatchewan and Manitoba and all the northern states and stuff, you think about this. Around this time of the summer, because it's gorgeous out, and it's like wonder you step outside, and it's warm, and it's beautiful, and you can go outside without like several layers on. And but, dude, like three months from now, it's going to be white hell outside. And well, that's you know, I can, yeah. you know who that's perfect for? Penguins. Ha! <laughs> Penguins. Yeah. Well, you know what? If we're very lucky. If we're very lucky here in eastern Canada and the eastern United States, conditions for penguins will not come early this year. <laughs> However, if you're a webmaster, a website owner, a business owner, or somebody who's damn frustrated that you're still in the doghouse, you can't wait for penguins to come fast enough, can you? No, I- exactly. And, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's all a buzz, as you know, um, and, and most of our listeners. A uh, total buzz that there has to be a penguin coming. Um, here shortly, uh, I, Hey, we're going to mention them. I'd actually like to do a, a, a voice scan of all of our shows and see how many times we've mentioned the name Barry Schwartz, but, <laughs> um, covered over at SE, uh, round table. Um, Barry's talking about some early tremors that some webmasters have felt. I, I haven't noticed it or, or anything like that at, at this point. Um, but it would make perfect sense. You know, you and I were chatting about it last week, probably the week before I'm um, looking at a, at probably a labor day. You know, that would be tomorrow um, evening to, uh, you know, for, for, for a penguin launch. So it, it would make a lot of sense for some people to be feeling early tremors right now. I haven't noticed anything, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, if, if it's penguins, you're right. And it's not just because I'm a Game of Thrones fan. Uh, winter is coming. Winter is coming. Well, you know, there is a penguin update coming. When the penguin update comes, I have no idea. It's like waiting for a train to come, eh? Except there's a train that doesn't have a schedule, and even if it did have a schedule, it probably wouldn't follow it. Um, I want to, I want to note that Barry's article, the very first paragraph, cites the story of the boy who cro- who cried wolf, because <laughs> so many people have been saying the pen- penguin's coming this week, penguin's coming this week, penguin's coming uh, uh, tomorrow, maybe next week. They've been saying it for for at least a month now. Um, we've all been rushing our uh, our clients to um, if you have disavows, get them in. <laughs> um, if you know, look at your link footprint. Do it now because we don't know how many refreshes are going to come after the one that we know is coming. Moreover, um, we don't know. It could be another ten months. 
The signs are out there, though. Uh, SEO Moz, they have their weather indicator that says it's getting pretty hot up there. Yep. Um, what else do we have? Um, SERP Metrics shows a great deal of fluctuation over the last 30 days. Um, you're not, I'm not seeing it with my clients. You're not seeing it with your clients. Um, why was it Labor Day? Like, where did that, where did that, where did that date come from? Um, personally, uh, I think, you know, you, you and you and I, you know, we go back to like Google dances, yeah. um, you know, and of course that was even, you know, a better scenario than penguin. Cause at least you only had to wait four to six weeks for an update. But, um, you know, personally, I think, um, they like to test these things on weekends. You know, it's historically, they've thrown a lot of the, the bigger curve balls at us. Uh, you know, on on late Thursday, Friday, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think it gives them a chance to test it in what is typically a more entertainment-driven, you know, passive um, environment than people who are sitting at their desks trying to do research or whatnot. Um, you know, or or maybe it's it's you know, in this case, just the irony. They're like, we need to make SEOs labor because they've sure done it to us. <laughs> so let's celebrate this weekend for them, um, you know, and, and throw it at us on a on a long weekend. But I mean, personally, I think it's it's just a good opportunity for them to test in in very set environments where they can be, you know, s- predict a, a little better what people are going to be looking and, and make it generally a little less critical. Um, the searches that they're going to do from a from a business standpoint, you know, on the weekends, I, you know, I do, you do, we all work, you know, probably all of our listeners uh, at any rate on the weekends, but um, it's a little more passive. If it took me an extra, you know, two minutes to find something, it's not quite the same panic as when you're on the phone with a client powering through and trying to pull pull data up. So I think mm-hmm. it's a good a good time for them, uh, you know, or maybe they just hate SEOs. You know, it's an either or. <laughs> well, um. How to say this? I'm pretty sure Google will release Penguin when it's good and ready to. I agree <laughs> with you. They would prefer to do it over a weekend because you know you can you do less damage then. You're not being observed as much, so you know if you have to tinker with it here and there. Um, and moreover, this, here's the thing. Here's, here's here's listeners like we're about to fall into uh, an area I call SEO speculation, where you just try to suss out how the machine works. And, you know, why it works that way? The honest truth is, none of us know exactly how Google works. We know how it's worked in the past. We know what to expect from it. But, the, but I mean, seriously, to, to say one knows exactly how Google works is um, absurd. <laughs> um, <laughs> it gets you mocked at conferences, as you... Uh, as it should. <laughs> but what we do know is... Um, Okay, so, so so anything and, and anything said after this point until further notice is SEO speculation. So did I, I, figure this through with me, okay? All right. Google does um, introduces a version of Penguin tomorrow. Okay, don't forget SEO speculation, folks. Okay, for the sake of the speculation, Google uh, uh, issues a version of Penguin tomorrow. Um, yep. Four or five hours in. Analysis shows that it has um, has weak points in it. It has it has issues, things they want to fix. In okay. that five hours or so, you know, they have to gather a, a, a pretty good sweep of data, and in that four or five hours, they can affect a hell of a lot of websites, right? Yeah, and they find a mistake. What happens to those measurements? Can they just flip a switch, revert it back to the way it used to be? You know, do they save a big part of their database to restore later? 
I mean, if you're asking my opinion of, of what can they do, I think it depends on the type of – you're right. And, and as you, you aptly noted, this is speculation. Uh, 100%. On what these things are. I think in this case, yes, they can. Um, and I think it depends in, you know, from my context anyway, if my understanding is correct. Um, it would depend on whether um, the, the portion of the algorithm, actually, you know, as, as mentioned in, in the PageRank article you were referencing right before our, before our call here, um, that there's portions of the algorithm that are incorporated into it. Um, you know, like reportedly the Panda was, but then they launched just a Panda update going against everything they'd said, um, but parts that are, you know, part of the, the larger algorithm. And then there's the bolt in pieces, the pieces that they run manually, um, you know, and sort of hit the go button. I think if it's the bolt in pieces, um, it would be much easier for them to sort of hit the way back button and, and reset it back. Um, I I'm imagining that cause you and, and all of our, our veterans, uh, you know, in the audience will remember the days of MacDar, um, you know, the, you know, where you could see, you know, 10, 20 different, uh, oh, man. you know, during the, the Google dance tool and you could see all the different IPs and, and what they mm-hmm. were doing. And we would see, I, I'm sure you, you remember those days where you'd see it start to propagate and sometimes it would propagate just on, you know, whatever the Eastern seaboard, or it would just hit certain data centers. And then all of a sudden it would go back to the old ones, um, where obviously they, they ran their tests and went, oops, that sucks. And, and pulled it back. I can't see them releasing that ability since before they built this iteration of the engine with the caffeine update, um, you know, I can't see them taking away an ability they we had seen them use um, prior to it. Okay, now, wow, I'm, I'm just thinking of personalization and um, you know <laughs> quality testing for Google. I'm just trying to wrap my brain about around what quality testing for Google might look like. Oh goodness, yeah, that's so difficult, eh? Yeah. Okay. Well, Penguin update. Maybe it's coming. Maybe it's not. So endeth the SEO speculation section, I believe, at least for now. Yeah. Because um, we should move on. It's uh, it's almost quarter past the hour. We have five more minutes before we got to take a break. Um, here's a cool story. Here's one that I like. This, this could be a game, an industry game changer. All right. Amazon launching its own online advertising program. Amazon. Well, I think they should come up with a better name than Amazon. That's what I think. <laughs> um, that's my, by the way, that's not their name. That's not, I just made that up. What do I think? I think it's amazing. Um, I'm not a big fan of Amazon. I know that like almost everybody in the internet universe is, and I'm not. But that's more just because I'm afraid of what they're going to do to the retail ecosystem. Right. Um, and what they'll do for pricing and, and such. And what they're doing to authors, those jerks. But I digress. Um I think Amazon opening their on their own online advertising program is phenomenal for Amazon and probably phenomenal for Amazon shoppers. Now, what do you think about it from from a, a, a sort of global um, standpoint? Now, personally, um, I like it, and and here's why: Amazon is a, is a massive powerhouse, mm-hmm. um, and and we know that, and they're they're very very specific to to their niche of, of provide well, niche it's a massive niche we call it e-commerce right? but mm-hmm. um you know in in the sector of of e-commerce um they are massive to me i think it's it's great to have a, a power like that at play um that can sort of put google in check um, so you're thinking as a, as a counter to google well yeah i mean as google is pushing in uh, you know, a, a little harder on, you know, the, the product search side and stuff like that and making um, people, you know, pay for their feeds and, and this and that. Um, I think it's nice to have another option for people. 
Okay. Um, that you know, e- either through the the sort of you know what would be the AdSense side of things, or you know, okay, put your products. You know, I mean, assuming Amazon will will evolve and it won't you know in, into something where I could put my products in just for this purpose, and I, I can't see why they wouldn't. Um, you know, I think from that context, you know, maybe not a Google counter. It's I don't think it's going to hurt AdWords um, or AdSense in any way, um, but to give. Um, you know, either either affiliates or, or webmasters who want to generate revenue from their site, um, some new options, um, and and hopefully suppliers of products down the road, um, some some additional options as well. And and I don't think that's in their initial set at Amazon, but it, it may be, and I may have just missed it. But um, I don't think other publishers can can put their put their stuff there to sell through their ad network yet. I may be wrong there, so this is just a show of speculation. It turns out. Putting aside the fact that I see Amazon as the Walmart of the internet, <laughs> um, so put that aside, okay? Yep. Um, don't we all shop Amazon in our underwear? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, well played. Thank you. Um, putting aside that idea, um, think, of what, think of how Google fills uh, or distributes its ads. It distributes them you know, against contextually relevant um, copy on people's websites or against the search query that its search engine users uh, use when, when, when looking for something. Yeah. That's how Google delivers advertising. Okay? So again, it's either contextually relevant based on content on the website it appears on, that's through AdWords AdSense, or just straight up through search AdWords um, based on your, your, your search query. Mm-hmm. Amazon, on the other hand, knows everything you've ever purchased on its system. Yeah. It knows what you like, it knows what you it knows who you've communicated with if um you know you if you're promoting Amazon products via Facebook or other social media, it knows what your friends are into. And so as a suggestion engine, I bet you Amazon's going to be a heck of a lot more accurate than Google. That's the question the question is how much the accuracy matters, there's no question. The question is, how much does that accuracy matter? Right. Will that put... See, if I'm an advertiser, I'm, I'm spending my good money wanting good results. So um, let's say it's a 60% chance that I get um, strong returns off my, off my Google AdWords buy. And a 62% chance I get a strong return off my Amazon buy. Well, you know, all things being equal, that 62 is better. <laughs> well, crazy idea. Well, and I mean, it's something that I think is is important to remember, too. I mean, you know, you you have clients who are running AdWords. I have clients who are running AdWords. Um, everybody has a limited budget. I don't care. Microsoft has a limited budget. Most people's is a little more limited than, uh, than say, Microsoft's is. Um, so, you know, the counter argument could be, yeah, but Google has a lot more traffic. Yeah, sure. But if you only got 100 bucks a day, it doesn't matter how much traffic they have. You only sure. got 100 bucks a day. Yeah. Um, you know, so to go in through Amazon, you, you hit the point exactly, um, which is if either way I'm going to exhaust my, my same 100, which one is going to generate uh, more revenue for me? And and at the end of the day, what what do we care about more than that? Nothing really. Indeed, and that's a that's I hadn't even thought of that point. That's an amazingly good point. Um, wow. <laughs> hey Google, if I were you, I would send out a whole bunch of hundred dollar product cards right now. <laughs> Christmas is coming. Give me something to give to the family. 
Because <laughs> um, heaven knows my parents love buying AdWords off you. Um, <laughs> wanted, one son for sale. Um, anyway, yeah, so um, I don't know exactly when Amazon ads will be appearing. Um, I know that, that Amazon is launching it. It should say in here somewhere when they're appearing, but you know what? It doesn't say. Um I know that Amazon, I mean, Amazon already has advertising. They figure they can pump 250 to $500 million out of their program their first year. Wow. Yeah, which will be amazing. Yeah. Um, okay. We're going to come back. An article, actually, Dave, that you had published yesterday in, uh, in Jennifer Slag's SEM post. The article, just so that uh, listeners can uh, think about this over the break, the article, and you might, some of you might want to sit down for this, why you should care about page rank with a little green bar underneath. Page rank. Why you should care about page rank. Um, I've actually, I've read the article. I'm going to make, I'm, I'm going to give you a grill in anyway, but I'm afraid I agree with you. Um, <laughs> but friends, why you should care about page rank coming up on Webcology after these messages. <laughs> Sit tight and don't move. Web College will be back after this short break. BubbleFast burst onto the e-commerce scene as a family-owned shipping supply provider back in 1999. The product line has grown, but Mark and Robin still own and operate BubbleFast as a family business. Being sellers themselves has taught them what online sellers need to safely and affordably deliver their products to their customers. BubbleFast is proud to be an active member of the community of online sellers. Mark and Robin sponsor seller meetup groups, share shipping tips and tricks through social media, and always love talking to customers and helping solve shipping challenges. Check out the website at BubbleFast.com. Sign up for the Bubble Briefs newsletter to join the Bubble Fast family. Use promo code WMR to get a 5% discount. Or call Mark and Robin at 877-599-7447. Happy shipping from Mark and Robin at Bubble Fast. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. When you started your business, you first listened to your professors. Now that your business is growing and gaining ground, you only seek out professionals. PPC Professionals, an industry leader for highly optimized search marketing campaigns with over 30 years of combined management experience. Our professional approach to every campaign helps you find every avenue of revenue so that you can not only stay ahead of your competitors, but get a return on your investment and increase your bottom line. PPC Professionals, personal, professional, PPC services. PPCProfessionals.com. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It's the 28th of August, 2014. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, joined by Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. And Dave wants you to care about PageRank. 
Dave really wants you to care so much so that he wrote an article that got published in the SEM Post. It's um, been making its rounds around uh, Facebook and Twitter and those secret SEO chats that you've all read about. Um, okay, Dave, uh, hasn't the idea of PageRank being important been like thoroughly discredited? <laughs> um, you know what? I, I found it funny. Uh, Jennifer actually picked the image um, for this one, and uh, I, I, th- I, I, I thought it was funny because it it, it was totally like one of those uh, clickbait titles, right? Like where it's like, and you won't believe what comes next. Like this, uh, yeah, like, yeah, Facebook bad. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I, I I loved it. I, I I got a chuckle when I when I saw it go live and and with uh, with the image of of the green bar because uh, as you know, I mean you you've read it um, pretty early on. You know, I get into you know basically starting going. You know, if you're an experienced SEO, you're probably saying, oh no, and if you're <laughs> uh, new, you're you're sort of looking at it going, but that goes against everything I've just read. Um, you know, in, in your initial research. Um, the the purpose of the article and and I think this is why you you agreed because you you'd have read it um, wasn't <laughs> it that <laughs> because of course if you've read it and you 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 know everybody's going to agree with me uh, but no that, no that, that way that part I, of no, our I, replay reel for uh, for twenty fifteen guarantee it <laughs> I'm sorry go on go on. Uh, but the, the the purpose of the article, it actually discusses the fact that it doesn't refer to that green bar, that that green bar. I mean, you know, I, I, I glance at it. You glance at it. We all glance at it. And it's, you know, I, I sort of use it as a, um, you know, does this back what I already know? And if it doesn't, then I'll, I'll still use my own judgment. Like, I don't trust that, that that green bar. It's, it's you know, sort of an interesting thing to look at if you've seen everything else. Um but what I'm talking about in the article itself isn't what shows in that green bar. It updates so infrequently and it's so invalid at this point that, you know, don't worry about that. Um, but to me, it is still extremely important um, to go back. I do periodically. There's there's a few patents that I've gone uh, gone back to a, a number of times um, and understand the patents. In the article, I actually linked to, to uh, Bill Slosky take on it, which, you know, we all love Bill Slosky. Um you know, for for his knowledge on patents, um, you know, he he had done a, a nice piece that, that covered sort of the evolution of the page rank um, trademarks um, and and patents, um, and and it's a, it's a great piece anyway. So if if you don't have the the patience or you know sort of the willingness to actually sit down and dig through patents, but the purpose of the article is talking about understanding page rank. This is the core of what Google was built on. Um, and understanding it and understanding that everything that's come after is pretty much a, a bolt-in or a refinement or an add-on to this existing system. Well, let's, um, let's, sorry, go let's ahead. Start, let's start there. Let's start at the very – what is, just in the most basic explanation possible, what's PageRank? Okay, gotcha. Um, PageRank was born when uh, Larry and Sergey really realized that the, the internet was ballooning out rapidly. Um, and this is going back into – probably be 95, 96 when they, yeah. when they first came up with this idea. Um, and, and they realized that um, using page content, um, using metadata at that point, didn't allow them proper filtering of the documents on the web. There were too many documents um, and too many good documents that didn't have, you know, a specific density or they weren't optimized properly. I mean, you know, these were people who were studying at, um, you know, Stanford, right? I mean, 
just because something happens to be the most relevant thing to some computer science engineer doesn't mean it has the right title and description for that. All you need to do is look at patents to realize that's the case. Um, you know, so what they, they quickly realized when they were doing their own research, um, you know, sort of internally and for their own use was, hey, these, these educational documents are tending to link to each other. Um, you know, and, and Harvard is linking to MIT and MIT is linking to Stanford and, and you know, all the, the academics are linking to each other. And then they realize this is also happening on the web as, as a whole. Um, so PageRank was brought in as their first algorithm and the first patent was, was filed in 98. Um, and it was the idea that you could judge a value not or judge a value and relevancy not just on its content, but also on the backlinks pointed to it. Um, and that's really where PageRank came from was the idea of let's assign a value to this web page based on the number of links and then take it one step further and then pass that weight internally within the website based on its own internal linking structure, how the weight should be passing internally. Um, and that's that's really where, where PageRank was born. Okay, so this all worked so well until one day when they decided to tell us how it worked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it really, I, I think to me, it came in two stages. You'll remember them well. We knew backlinks counted. There was a start of link building. They put the, the green bar up visible for everybody called page rank. And, and then, then link selling. All <laughs> hell broke loose. Um, yeah, because it was the first time we were actually able to assign a, a, a value um, to a specific web pages link as opposed to, you know, just a link as a link, which which we'd had to do in link building before. Um, and relevancy hadn't really kicked in. I know you remember that. Like it could be kind of relevant. Doesn't even really have to be. <laughs> it was yep. still gonna still gonna pass weight. But but yeah, then relevancy kicked in because Google was trying to control the sale of PageRank, a problem they created themselves when they published the little green bar that was you know sort of scaled on increments of one to ten. Yeah. Um, the the closer you are to ten, the better your site is in Google. For instance, Google.com would be like a ten. <laughs> New York Times would be like a nine. Any EDU would be on the seven to eight, seven, eight or nine scale. And people would package and sell links from various locations, thus sort of screwing with the whole citation value of PageRank. You know, the, 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 the PageRank is a lot like citations. There's a value in a citation from one academic paper to another. Yeah. But if you just start like selling citations like, like, like it's a lemonade stand, then you've kind of broken the library. Indeed. And, and so Google has this problem, and they try to fight us around PageRank. Yep. Um, oh, that, 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 that was a segue for you to, to continue the <laughs> yeah, story. That's exactly, that's exactly what they did. Um, and then that's when they had to, to develop the, the sort of what I refer to as integrated um, portions of the algorithm. So these are, are parts that they've added into the algorithm as a whole and included in the PageRank algorithm itself. Uh, things like, you know, Panda, for example, um, you know, and then there's been litanies of them over time, you know, where they're starting to take in relevancy and, and, you know, adding those factors into the algorithm. Well, they're not actually part of the direct initial page rank formula, but it is a way to enhance the page rank formula. And then you have your bolt on sets, like your, your actual algorithm, like Penguin that sort of sits outside and it, but all of it, you know, Penguin is meant to devalue links, um, you know, penalize sites for, for violation of the guidelines effectively. Well, it's it's not directly um, involved with page rank. It ends up getting involved with page rank very quickly. You devalue all these links. Now the page rank adjusts, right? But it, it sort of has to filter in because it's a it's a bolt on piece of the algorithm. So, um, you know, it's it's really really interesting. But if you look 
99%, you know, I'm, I'm going to guesstimate here. We're going to go speculation because there's all sorts of weird, you know, algorithm tweaks and stuff like that. Um, but I would say about 90, let's say at least above 80%. Um, of the algorithm sets that are not you know, language changes and things like that. You know, we've discovered that we can't quite read Russian well enough. You know, taking those kind out of the actual direct search quality changes that have come in, I would say are, are directly or indirectly involved with just making their page rank portion of the algorithm better. Um, now, does page rank have a big percentage? You know, you remember the day when page rank just launched, it was... You know, 80, 90% of the overall algorithm was based on this, this number, this one number of page rank that, that came about. Um, you know, does it play as large a direct factor? Um, no, it, it doesn't. Like, I, I, I don't see this number specifically, this page rank. Remembering that the green bar isn't actually the page rank Google works with. And I know, Jim, you know that. But that's, you know, just for our listeners to make sure when I talk about page rank in this context, I'm not talking about that green bar. I'm talking about the number Google's working with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, does it play, is it as large a factor? Is it tying in at, at, at the multiples that it did back in, you know, 98, 99 or, and the early 2000s? Heck no. But because so many other components of the algorithm are built to enhance around it and make this page rank formula work properly um, and are built of the same inspiration of page rank. Um, it's understanding once you grab a, a full grasp of page rank, it really helps steer your entire ideology, both internally in your linking structure to make sure it's flowing properly in your site for users and, and search engines. Um, and then externally as well, understanding how you should be passing weight. And then further, how these li- incoming links to various pages on your site are impacting your overall page weight flow. Okay. Now, just just a warning. We have seven to 13 minutes, depending on, on how much we want to want to push our luck. Um, are you able to give – a few minutes ago, I asked you for a basic explanation of page rank. Yeah. But now can you give a basic explanation of how PageRank functions and passes value from, from page to page? Oh, sure. Um, you know, I mean, it's, it's funny. I'm actually in the, in the process of developing a tool to do exactly that. Uh, so, so you caught me at the right time. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, effectively at its core, and there's, there's a variety of different factors coming in here and I'll, I'll get into just a couple of them in, in the explanation. But if you have a page on your site, it is going to be assigned a page, uh, a page rank. So that page rank will be based on the incoming links pointing to that page as well as the internal value. So let's assume we're going to talk about the home page here, just cause it's sort of the, the starting point of everything. And it has, you know, uh, a page rank. Let's, we'll count it as a number between 1 and 10, but again, for our listeners, not green bar, but the internal Google. But let's say it's a 5, just for, for giggles, so that, that initial page rank is, is a 5. Um, now, if that page internally, and that, that'll be based on the incoming links to it. Now, if that page internally has 100 links, and, and you e-commerce folks, this is for you. If you have 100 links... <laughs> That's where I see the biggest violations. I'm sure you do. Sure, too. sure. If you have 100 links, essentially you're taking that, that weight that that page has to pass and dividing it by 100 and passing it all out. Now I'll get into where this is. Uh, I've just lied to you in, in a sec. But um, you know, effectively you're dividing that by 100 and, and out it goes by the initial page rank formulas. If you had 10 links on that page, now you're passing 10%. So what that allows you to do is craft in a, in a much more solid way your weight to specific points in your site. Um, you know, do you want 1%? Well, 
maybe if all you're trying to do is rank for a variety of low weight phrases, you know, you're, you're just going totally for bottom of the barrel long tail. Yeah, you might want to divide by 100 and just pass 1% of weight to, to a whack of them, um, you know, rather than an environment where you would pass, you know, your, your full 10% to, to these ones, you know, passing a, a lot more weight to 10 pages, but then those 10 pages have to link out to 10 pages to end up with your final 100 at the end, or I guess they'd each link out to nine, and then they would only get, you know, a, a little less than, or a little more than a tenth of the weight, but of that tenth of the weight it got, you know, in, in the two two tiers of, of the thing. So it really gets involved with the, with the crafting of things. Now, where we have to also understand um, factors come in is Google's adjusted, and as part of the page rank you know, sort of set of things um, by position on page. So when I say, and this is where I was like, I'm, I'm lying to you right now, it doesn't just divide by 100. You know, links that are meant to be clicked, links that are meant to be more visible, carry more weight. Um, and Jim, as, as you and I know, um, and, and probably most of our listeners, Matt Cutts has come out talking about this little bit of weight that gets lost with every link. So mm-hmm. if you had 10 links on a page, you wouldn't actually get 10%. You might get 9% each one of them. And then there's this evaporation of, I would guesstimate, probably single-digit percentages. If anybody's wondering or why. Or even a fraction of a percent. It, it could That's be. Something. It doesn't have to be huge. Um, you know, if, if our listeners need to understand why that is, um, it's, it's simply because if you kept slooping this page rank all the way through the site, eventually all sites would approach infinity, right? Like you, without without reducing it each time it passes through a link, the sites would, would all, we would all have a page rank of 10 on the green bar because it would just continue to cycle through the site in fractions until it, until it hit infinity. Um, so that's, that's why they, they have to reduce it by just these, these little fractions. It's the same reason why uh, 301s reduce just a little bit is um, to avoid oh. people using 301s instead of links. But now there's actually a mathematical problem. I can't remember its name, but it's a, it's a fun, it's a fun problem. That's, that's not solvable. I'm sorry. And fortunately, they caught that right early on. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise they get stuck in the conundrum. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so, so all old sites would rank better because they'd be further along on their on their quest for infinity. <laughs> okay, so if you have say a hundred links on off of your homepage going to internal pages, you're diluting your uh, the value of each of those links. Again, we'll use we'll use the round numbers by. Um, well, you're diluting the value based on the number of links you have leading off of your homepage. Yeah. What about the value of a link leading from, say, your homepage to another, a third-party page, a, a, another website, and the value of a link leaving one of your internal pages, we'll say second level, going to uh, another site? So you're referring to one coming in, one going out kind of kind of angle? Well, no, they're both directed out, which is more valuable. Oh, gotcha. Um, that, I mean, there is going to be an aspect of that um, that's going to relate to, okay, from pure page rank perspective. So let's answer this in two parts. From a purest page rank perspective, um, it'll be the one with the highest page rank, probably your homepage. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for, from, a, from a purest page rank perspective. However, um, you know, at the same time, we have to consider that there are also so many enhancements to um, the, the algorithm to make page rank work. Um, and one of those, of course, is relevancy. Well, I'm sure there's like probably 50 portions of the algorithm just designed around relevancy. But, um, you know, those 50 portions may mean that an internal page, albeit the page rank is lower, would actually carry more value for your site. It wouldn't pass more page rank, but because um, of the relevancy factors in there, it, it may actually pass more value to you 
or yeah. um, you also you also get into the the trusted part. You know, trust rank. Although that's a Yahoo you know specific thing, but um, Google does have functions like that, and, and you know that that'll pass across too. So also coming in is how many links are going to that page. Would I rather have a link on the home page of Wikipedia or on the SEO page of Wikipedia? Right. I mean, and that's that's the question that comes in. Hey, you know what? I'll take either. <laughs> but uh, actually, uh, g- given who we are, Dave, I'll take it on the SEO page because if I'm ever on the homepage of Wikipedia, it means I died. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I'll take it for the internals if you don't mind. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, uh, um, the idea of page rank, as it's mostly understood in the SEO community, especially surrounding the, the stupid little green bar is so, like, has just been debunked. That's not, not to take away anything from what you're saying. And In fact, I'm wondering if we should be using the word page rank to describe the phenomena you're talking about, or should we have a different word? Because page rank just seems so, like, dysfunctional. You know what? You're, you're 100% right there. Um, and it would be really nice if we could... Um, you know, have a have a different term. Unfortunately, you know, we got uh, Matt Cutts referring to it as page rank when he's talking about the internal calculations that Google uses. So uh, here, interesting tidbits, right? This this just hit me. Did you know that page rank has nothing to do with the actual website's page? I, I didn't know that. But while I was writing the article, I stumbled on neat little fun fact for the day. It actually is referring to Larry Page, who was the initial person who wrote that. <laughs> No, and, I mean, uh, and he, he sort of named it after himself. Well, it's a good thing it wasn't Sergey who wrote it, eh? Because Bring Page, Bring Page, yeah. <laughs> um, you know what? I'm not even going going where my where my head goes with uh, with that. You know where we do have to go though. It's oh. twenty to the hour on the twenty eighth of August, twenty fourteen. And on behalf of Dave Davies, who's at Beanstalk SEO, this is Jim Hedger, who's at Digital Always Media, and we got to go to break. we got to take a commercial, but we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about, well, the Facebook clickbait ban. I want you all to say that three times fast while listening to the following commercial messages. We're going to be back um, after these commercials. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. InternetMarketingNinjas.com is the online dojo of the highly trained and skilled Internet Marketing Ninjas. Disavow documents, reconsideration requests, Panda and Penguin penalties. Let our superior SEO ninjas confront all of your link-related issues. Internet Marketing Ninjas are equipped to master any marketing exercise, content creation, authorship, link building, PPC, and more. Plus, build more buzz for your brand with our social media marketing strategy. Discover all that the Internet Marketing Ninjas can do for you. Visit the online dojo now at internetmarketingninjas.com. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contests and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. 
Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It's the 28th of August, 2014. It's Jim Hedger from Digital Waves Media, Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, and Dave. On Monday, the 25th of August... Facebook made a major announcement, and you won't believe what happened next. <laughs> well played. You know what happened next? What happened next? Nothing. Huh. Okay, because it hasn't actually happened yet. The, uh, the announcement's been made, and uh, very likely the algorithm change has been made, but it's going to take um, a couple of weeks to work through Facebook's system where you and I and anybody else will see a major decline in bogus clickbait headlines such as you'll never believe what that what watch this cat you won't believe what it did next stuff like that the buzzfeed headlines the uh vox headlines the um uh, upworthy headlines that sort of stuff so let's style weekly is the um is the, the the example facebook uses apparently people think they're spammy and don't like them <laughs> Yeah. No, here's do you do gut honesty time here, Dave. Tell me the truth. I'll tell you the truth. You tell me the truth. Do you ever click them? Yep. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and I hate myself for it. I, I, I want to wash I, my brain afterwards. I feel dirty while I'm clicking it. <laughs> um, this isn't right. I'm part of the problem. But uh, let me check this out. You'll never believe which two stars got into a fight on the red carpet last night. Click to find out which starlet they were fighting over. Oh, come on! That caught me with two hooks! <laughs> um, you know, I mean, <laughs> the thing is to me, and I, I think Facebook is going about this the right way, I don't actually have a problem with that kind of clickbait. I think what it oddly helps do is stop us from taking our tidbits of data in the Twitter-esque you know, uh, character formats that we do, right? Like if they said, hey, so-and-so and so-and-so got in a fight over so-and-so, watch the video, most people would just make their own conclusion from that, probably fill it in with their own interesting story, and then and then share it, <laughs> like without, without worrying about what actually this story said. And I mean, this may be a bad example because we're well, talking about it. Well, no, no, but, but actually what you said, they've, they've already got the information they're looking for. Um, uh Phil and Bruce got in a fight over over Angie. We right. know this now. What's what more is there to find out? We want you want to see these two guys fight. Like, trust me, it'll be over in seconds. It's you know not going to be interesting at all. Right? Um, bum fights in tuxedos, right? <laughs> oh, Come to think of it, you know, there's got to be a lot of D-listers out there who are looking for. Oh, they've already did that celebrity boxing. Shoot. <laughs> I thought we were going to make a million dollars here too. Um, so, 
here's the thing. You click them, I click them, everybody clicks them, yet we all tell Facebook we hate them. Right. I'm and we hate how... ourselves for clicking them. <laughs> so. well, Facebook, do me a favor. Delete me from your system. I don't got the. I, I'm scared to do it myself. <laughs> um, I was gonna say maybe they'll delete us next, but then I thought, well, do me a favor, actually. Because <laughs> <You know? laughs> I got to tell you, I love Facebook. I really do. It's it's such an incredible platform, and I mean, I get a lot of reaction from people on Facebook. Eh? I've I've noticed that, Jim. Well, the, the, and by the way, everybody, my cloud score loves you. Thank you. Not that that matters, but somehow it does. Um, but I hate the environment. It is just mind pollution. It is. And I mean, one thing just to, to explain, I guess, for our, for our listeners as well, and, and just as a personal, that I think is, is great about what they're doing. Um, one of my concerns when I first read the title, and this is why it's good to actually follow through, <laughs> uh, is that it would be looking for these specific tags. Um, you know, you can't believe, you won't believe what comes next or, or whatnot. And then just starting to filter those out. I think that would serve a disservice. Um, because there, there's a reason that it was used, um, and and there's a reason why Upworthy became popular because of it and got lots of shares because of it. Because there was, I mean, we all know there's there's been some crap in there, but there's been some decent content um, put out that was interesting enough to to watch, well worth the thirty seconds the video took. Um, but what they're doing is taking a Google-esque personalization approach to things and, and basing a portion of this on when you click it. How long are you there? Mm-hmm. Um, and you can assume that they're going to do this for users as a whole and just start showing um, their feeds less. You know, they probably already have this built in. Well, they do have this built in. You've noticed, you know, I I will comment or like things you say more often than some people. I've got hundreds of friends in there, but you show up more than a lot of them, right? Because, um, you know, I, I interact with your posts a lot more often. They're already doing that to a degree. But now they're going to be looking at specific posts and going, how long do you interact? How long until you're back at Facebook? And if they see a short time, like 10 seconds, then they know, um, okay, this is not interesting information for people to hit there. Where I feel sorry for them is in the example that was actually posted in the article where people with their, with their Twitter attention spans, I'm included. I'm not judging people as a whole. Well, maybe I am, but I'm judging myself here too, <laughs> um, is – there's the picture, you know, the one you were talking about, the celebs, two guys got into a fight over a starlet. It's only got a picture of, like, the their, their two from, like, the waist down walking. No way. So I click. Okay, now I see the face. Back. <laughs> like, I managed to go get the information I wanted with my, my Twitter lifestyle. But it makes you need to click because who knows? She might be hot, right? She probably is. <laughs> I and, need to know. But no, but that's the whole thing. Psychologically, you do. Your attention has been triggered. You're curious. And there's some that liz, little lizard reptile part of the back of your brain, you have to know. Yeah, and you're gonna it's gonna bug you, and, and uh, uh, for the next five seconds it will bug you until something else comes along to bug you. Right. Um, so in that five seconds they got you. And um, another thing that they're doing, and, and incidentally, that five second, that five to ten to fifteen or whatever second rule is exactly why they want to see how much time you spend on site. Are you just reacting like all reptilian-like, or are you really looking for information that you're finding there? Right. Another thing that they're going to be doing is seeing how people react to the stories themselves. Are they liking them? Are they sharing them? Are they making a comment on the story? 
Because if they are, you know, if, you know, if you like it, that shows a little bit of value. If you're commenting on it, then, you know, you've got an opinion on it. And if you're sharing it, then you must have found value in it somehow. Right. But if it's just one of those, like, BuzzFeeds, um, which, which of Siegfried and Roy's tigers are you, the, uh, the, uh, uh, the, the, the meat eater or the uh, cannibal? Um, <laughs> well, actually, I guess it wouldn't be cannibalism if you eat Roy, would it? <laughs> if you're a tiger, from the, from the tiger's point of view. But I digress. Anyway, um, which one of Sigfield and Roy's tigers are you? Well, I, you know, I don't think you're going to be spending a lot of time on site once you discover that you're the Roy eater, right? Right. Because that's, that's how we all picture ourselves. We're the, the tough one. We're the ones who eat human. Because um, we're business people. Um, <laughs> God, where was I? Why do I do that? <laughs> <laughs> I hate my brain some days. No, we're, we're, we're going on about the, the time on site engagement um, post um, click through. Oh, I thought we were I thought we were talking about eating Las Vegas. <laughs> um, speaking of eating Las Vegas, PubCon's coming up, folks. Sign up for PubCon. It's coming. It's going to be hella fun. You're going to um, be uh, Jim, I assume. A better than even chance. It honestly depends how this uh, how this mayoral campaign in Toronto is going. Gotcha. But but. My birthday falls on PubCon, so I do expect a lot of time on site, a lot of likes, a, sh- a buttload of comments, and <laughs> well done. as many shares as possible, please. I'm getting older. <laughs> yeah, so if I do show up at PubCon, yeah, I expect the drinks to be flowing. It's my 46th birthday. Well, happy birthday early. I won't be at PubCon, but uh, David, one of, my, uh, one of my staff here, will be attending. So I'll make sure he uh, comes with some funds to buy you some drinks. Well, doesn't he owe me about a half, at least a half dozen by now? What have I done for that kid in his career this is so far? <laughs> he owes me so many drinks. You better he tell does him. owe you. And same with Ange on your staff, who we wish happy birthday to. Those, those, yep. those birthday wishes don't come cheap, girl. She owes you too. Yeah, that's right. We'll, we'll make sure you don't even remember the day of your birthday. Well, I usually don't, too. <laughs> <laughs> this is me. I usually don't. Um, I don't remember what day of the week it is. Because I have this, I, I, I work in this remarkable industry where I don't really have to care what day of the week is, except in relation to Google Analytics, right? Right, and if I want to know what happened yesterday, I'll just go through my Facebook status updates. <laughs> and you won't believe what you found out. <laughs> Okay, we're we're rounding up the end of the show, but I don't think we've actually finished this subject yet. Dave, do you think this is actually going to work? Um, to a degree, I, I think it's going to you know, as, as with any um, algorithm update like these, be it Google, Facebook, whomever. Um, I think it's going to take some refinement. Will any of us notice if like things go missing that really shouldn't? No. So I think they've got a lot of wiggle room, um, and we're all used to seeing a litany of them right now. I think now's the time to deal with it, though. I think it's a, a great call on their part. Start dealing with it now. They're not going to be perfect out of the gate, but they got time to react, and we're all kind of used to being annoyed by them now, so they can they can sort of figure it out as, as they go along. Um, I, I do think long-term it will end up working, and whatever they do here will help them for the next batch of, uh, of stuff that uh, us pesky marketers put at them next time. Well, actually, I do have one more tip for those pesky marketers out there. This is coming directly off uh, newsroom.facebook.com, newsroom.fb.com. It's all about the way you put po- you post uh, links and images. Like you know how when you uh, when you're on Facebook and you copy and paste a link into your status bar, and uh, usually the first of three or four images found on page will come up. 
Yeah. And then you, know, you fish around and choose which image that you want specifically. Yeah. Okay. When you do that, you will generate a text message, whatever you've written in, a text version of the link, and also the image appearing underneath your uh, underneath the text version of the link. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's version A. Version B is when you hit share and you just get a space to write a text message and an image comes up without a text link at all. Mm-hmm. That's B. Which do you think is going to get clicked more often? A or B? A, I'm going to go cleaner, but yeah, A has yeah. text link. You're right. I mean, that's, that's my instinct is to actually say A, even though I always go for B because it looks cleaner. But you know what? Apparently... Apparently, people Facebook users are more comfortable clicking on the the coded text link than they are clicking on the image that that also contains uh, contains the exact same link. So there's the answer is A, which I w- I found surprising too. Uh, users yeah. are more comfortable clicking a link than they are an image because they know where the link goes. Right. I'd be interested to know out. what the difference is between direct and like Bitly links. Um, I'm afraid they don't share that. Although, the, the, interestingly, the example they use is a Bitly link. Um, <laughs> so um, I, I'm, I'm sure that, they, that if it spells it out explicitly, you'd probably see more clicks because people like certainty. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's my theory, a little bit of SEO speculation there, but I'm pretty sure that users like certainty over a question mark, eh? For sure, I do. Me too. Okay. It is, you know what it is? It's the day before the day before a long weekend, and it's the end of our show, the day before the day before a long weekend. And that means my long weekend begins in minutes. <laughs> That's what that means. I have a meeting to do tomorrow, and then I have a whole bunch of recreating to do. Awesome. Okay, um, we're going to be back next week, back in the real year. It'll be uh, September 4th, I believe, uh, 2014. Um, until then, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, this is uh, Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Listen to WebCology at webmasterradio.fm. Friends, we got some incredible content coming up on Webmaster Radio. Stay tuned. We'll talk to you next week. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.